There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Dan, I think we say hello, friends, don't we? Hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we start. That's how we start. It's our winter meetings editions of the Hot Stove Show. I'm Tim McKernan alongside Dan McLaughlin. This week's winter meetings coverage is presented by Budweiser. Budweiser actually reached out to us last week and talked about sending us out to Las Vegas. Yes. How about that? It was awesome. Yeah. Brian Kunderman, uh, he loves our presentation of the show. He reached out to both of us. He said... Guys, I want to be a part of it. Head out to Vegas. We said, Brian, great idea. However, we have a few hiccups along the way. We're a little late in the game, but we feel that our coverage could still be the same by doing it here with our studios. Uh, we do have people on the ground in Vegas. If anything breaks, we'll be able to do that here. So that's what he did. He said, can I still uh, sponsor it? We said, absolutely. So that's what we're doing all week. And we're very grateful to... Uh to the people at uh, Budweiser for sponsoring it because we plan on giving you coverage anytime news breaks throughout this week. And I think, even though Paul Goldschmidt is now a done deal and a member of the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals are going to be active. Oh, yeah. And I think the Cardinals are still in on Bryce Harper, which is one of the, like, if I was I've talking. I've been saying that from the get I know you have. You know what the way you describe it as? In the weeds. In the weeds is in how I've weeds. been saying it, yeah. yes. So John yes. Zillek's not going to say... We are in on Bryce Harper because then it sets an expectation right. level that can only provide negative return right. if you don't get him. Well, let's start with – where do you want to go? Do you want to go Harper or Goldschmidt first? Let's go with Goldschmidt. Okay, let, let's start with this. Um, you have been – I gave you credit. I'm going to give you credit where credit's due. We're on the stage at the improv shop. You said, let's go Goldschmidt. I was kind of like, eh, I'm not seeing it. You were all over it. I give you credit. Um, yeah, I, I think it's um, – I think it's a great deal. Now, the only thing that concerns me is his age, and I, I, I've said that from the get-go, but by all accounts, a guy that keeps himself in great shape, uh, only time he's been on the disabled list was when he was hit by a pitch, and a guy that, if you look at his numbers, and I don't care how you want to break it down, he's not slowing down. Um, and he plays a position that, generally speaking, at that position you don't slow down as opposed to, the catcher position or the center field position. You know what I mean? The guys that grind, really grind defensively. Um, and I thought it was a, a telling statement by Mo. We did our due diligence. We dug on this guy. We looked for the negatives, and we didn't find any. And when you have a guy say that, man, that's that stands yeah. out. So he's exactly what they were looking for, impact bat. Um, I classified this, Tim, as a steal. I, I thought it was Boy, a steal. yeah. You know, what what they gave up, I, I thought it was a steal. Um, and the fact that they did not give up Dakota Hudson in this deal, quite frankly, I was shocked. I mean, I thought they would have to give up. When you're talking about a player of Goldschmidt's uh, ilk, I, I thought, well, it's got to include Hudson and then who else? Yeah. And the fact it didn't, I was like, you got to be kidding I me. I couldn't believe it. I, I was really shocked. Yeah. I mean, and this is no disrespect to Luke Weaver, at the end of the year, Luke Weaver was not a major league pitcher. He just wasn't. Um, he may not have been in the back end of the rotation at AAA by the end of the year. Now, I'm, I'm not saying he can't get back to where he was, but there's a couple of things that need to happen with Luke Weaver. 
one, he's got to develop another pitch. Okay, that that's number one. I'm not sure as a starter right now with what he has uh, at the end of last season that he can be a major league starter. Might be a major league reliever and a really good one, but not as a starter. Um, Carson Kelly, he was blocked by Yadier Molina for the last two years, and I talked about it on this show. He's been a good citizen. He said all the right things. He needs a chance to play. And um, if you would have said that you were including these two guys uh, in the deal two years ago, I would have said, well, steep price to pay, but you're getting Paul Goldschmidt for two years. So now it's this year, fast forward, it's one year Paul Goldschmidt, maybe many, many more, and I think it is going to be many more. That's my gut telling me and talking to people. I think there's a framework that probably could fit into uh, bringing him to St. Louis long term. Um, But I I just think it's a steal for the Cardinals right now. And when you look at deals like this, Tim, it's about cost control because every team has got money, right? Some more than others. Now, there's guys like Harper that are ridiculous money, and then there's guys like Goldschmidt, which are a lot of money. Um, The Cardinals have the money to pay Paul Goldschmidt and probably have the money to pay Bryce Harper. But in terms of where Arizona is right now, it's young, cost-controlled players, and I mean also years of control too. And and that's what they get. They might get the catcher of the future, and they might get a a pitcher that helps him for a a long time down the road. And I I hope it happens. Both guys are good guys, good citizens. Um, But I just looked at this deal as an absolute steal for the Cardinals. If you said you were going to get Paul Goldschmidt, if you would have told me we were talking last week, you're going to get Paul Goldschmidt for <laughs> Luke Weaver, a minor leaguer, and and Carson Kelly, I said I would have said you're out of your mind. Right. We were talking last week that some people thought it was going to take Flaherty and said we would I would have said do no that. way. Yeah, no way. But then no we way. did think Dakota Hudson would oh, be. Oh yeah, I would have thought that's where you start right. and then some lesser prospects, but the chip going back had to be Dakota Hudson. Um I'm floored. I I honestly am floored. Um, But again, I don't work and you don't work and the media doesn't work in the inner workings of those deals. But man, am I excited. This is, I I think it's uh, reinvigorated and re-energized the fan base to get a play of this ilk. Yeah, I think think the fan base has been uh, understandably uh, angst-filled over the last couple of years. And I think this brings people back to the table. And you just see whether it be Fowler... Yes. Neil Martinez in that number two spot, what that lineup looks like now with Paul Goldschmidt wow. hitting three or four, and it just alters it so drastically. Can I, can I, uh, you, you mentioned something that, can I use tickles my fancy? I think you can. I don't, I think you can. It looks like the boys think it's okay. Okay. I don't, and they, and they are, have a direct line to the FCC. I which realize, I don't believe manages Twitter or, uh, Facebook. Well, no, I, I realize you can say that's PC. I get that, but I don't know if it's among our age group that you could say tickles my fancy. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm really intrigued, by the way, that most people, me included, like I was interviewed um, by a radio station. I can't remember what it was. And they said, well, where would you put him in the lineup? And I said, well, I think I'd put him smack dab at number three. I mean, that's primarily where he's hit. And I was texting back and forth with Mike Schilt. And not that he tipped his hand whatsoever, but we were just kind of he's like, you know, I've got open ideas about this, you know, and I don't know if he thinks three, maybe two, four, you know, or maybe he's got three right away. But the point being is that Goldschmidt really opens the door for a lot of combinations because 
you have Ozuna, and because you've got Carpenter, and because you've got other guys that can slide in to multiple spots. So I'm really intrigued going into spring training or at the winter warm up. You know what? Maybe Mike's thinking, or maybe he'll address it. I'm sure he'll have to meet with the media here at the the winter meetings. Um, what they're thinking, but. Man, it makes it exciting as a yeah. broadcaster to think, you know, this guy's coming up and he's a threat constantly in the lineup. But me personally, I like the idea of him doing damage in the first inning and and causing a problem for the opposition. I would expect him to be at three. Yeah. Uh, but we also have to see how the rest of the, uh, the winter plays out, which then leads to two questions that <clears throat> I think are on the table right now. And we're immediately, for Cardinal fans, right after the move for Goldschmidt, Number one, are the Cardinals now essentially pushing their chips into the middle for 2019? John Mazalak talked about that with Derek Gould. And then number two, what I know so many people want to hear uh, our opinions on, and I know many people are already sounding off here in our Triad Bank chat line, and that is, does this mean the Cardinals are out on Bryce Harper? My opinion is no. Your opinion? No. Um, and I will say this, and I, I think as we speak on Monday – Here's where I'm going with this. I think if the years drop on the contract, and right now I don't think anybody has an idea what he's looking for except Harper and and Boris and maybe some owners because I, I think a lot of times these deals on these types of players happen at a level that even is above the GM and yeah. a president of baseball operations. And I'm not saying that they're not involved with those in, you know, with the ownership and, and the player and, and, the, and the agent, but – a lot of times it happens where those guys get in the room and, and things happen and it happens quickly. My point is this, is that, you know, for a while we were hearing, well, it's going to take 10 years. And then it was like crazy stuff, 12 years. What if this thing drops down to six for argument's sake? Let's just say that Bryce Harper and Boris say, you know what? Let, let's say we just saw Paul Goldschmidt just for – I'm just throwing this out there. We, we saw Goldschmidt at 31-32 – He's going to hit free agency, and he's going to get another bite at the apple because he is going to come up again, and he's going to re-sign, let's say, with the Cardinals or whomever that may be, and he's going to get 150 to 200 or whatever that may be, and I don't know what that is, but he's going to get a big contract. You know, Bryce, you're going to get to <clears throat> 32 again if you get to six years. You're going to get another bite at the apple, and you're going to have a chance then to, to cash in again. What if we go with six? and get monster number because I, I think if you drop the in my opinion if you would drop the years there are then the pool of teams say oh that entices yeah, yeah. We're, we'd really like that that's interesting that's an because his age would allow him to do that <clears throat> absolutely so and what then, AAV would you be talking about then if you were big to say, I, I think sure, then I know, it changes like the how, game how far I mean is, I assume a four is in front of it um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think if and you're better at as we found out uh, you're better <laughs> at numbers than I am but let's say now you're talking 35 to the 40 range per for six years. What would that be? So 240 is the ceiling in that situation. Right. Yeah. And I think then, and then you still have free. So now, back right. And so what I'm thinking is, and I'm not saying that this could happen. I could be completely wrong. So understand that it, this is me just having a little fun right. with this and don't hold me to it. But let's just say for fun, you know, right? You drop it to a five-year or a six-year deal, Okay and you make that known, now the pool of teams that you had that would have interest in him went from X to X. Oh, yeah. Right? And other teams say, well, that interests us because we'd be willing to spend big on a shorter amount of time understanding that possibly we're getting the best years out of you, 
And that interests us. And I think that would interest the Cardinals even more. And I think the Cardinals would say, because we don't have a lot on the books after next year, and that's going to change now. I mean, if they sign Goldschmidt and Michaelis and yeah, some and of the others. In your opinion, they'll be making uh, waves with Michaelis at spring training for an extension. That's my guess. Yeah. That would be That's a typical Mo move and a typical guy that, hey, we showed you that we brought this guy and he's, he's a gamer and he's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, I, I, I think that falls into that category. Um, they got a lot of business to do, but I just think that that puts them in that, that pool of teams that says – yeah, we, we could do that, and why not? You know, they've got money to spend, and a lot of it is off the books. And, again, you know, our job, and, and here's what I say, and it kind of goes back, this is really off the beaten path, it kind of goes back to something we were talking about earlier about the Cardinals Hall of Fame, and, you know, people said, hey, do people get mad at you of talking about, you know, like people you push for, and they go, no, they encourage it. <laughs> well, I think our job on this show, yeah, I work for the Cardinals, and I, I have an a you know, I do the games, but I also have an opinion of doing these things, and I'm a partner with you on this thing, and it, it's our job to talk baseball. And if I'm Bill DeWitt and I'm the Cardinals, it, what I'm saying here, I, they don't care. I mean, the, I'm, my job is to talk Cardinal baseball, and it's December, so they encourage <laughs> to, to have fun with this stuff, and they yeah. don't care what I think because they go, Dan, I signed the checks. But, the, you know, they, they love the fact, though, that we're all excited about, you know, what's going on with this team and Goldschmidt and – um, the fact that this team is exciting. And yeah. I and the thing I want to go back to, Tim, the why I'm excited about the winter meetings, and I'm jumping a, around a little bit here, you know, again, I thought Dakota Hudson would be the starting point of the Goldschmidt deal. And we talked last week, they had 11, including Weaver, that I thought would be starters on a, on a team. You know, like could go into a rotation for somebody else. Now it's down to 10, and – if you were asking me of those 11 guys last week, who was number 11 yeah. in the pecking order of one being the sure. best, I would have said at the way the season ended, it was Weaver. Yeah. Um, and now you got 10, and Dakota Hudson is really good. So if they want to get creative this week, and I think they are, um, I'm excited. from when Because we're they talk- have so many of their chips. Yeah, left. they got a lot of chips, yeah. man. Well, some of them are right behind us here. The uh, graphics department of the uh, Mattress Direct Hot Stove Show pulling it up because we always talk about these 11 names. Uh, and there they are. Uh, Michaelis, Wainwright, Martinez, Waka, Flaherty, Ponce de Leon, no longer part of the Cardinal organization. But when we were talking about 11 names, Luke Weaver, Alex Reyes, Dakota Hudson, John Gant, Austin Gomber. It's pretty good, man. And if, and if you go this time last week, right. you can move one of those, and one of those is going to get you Paul Goldschmidt. First off, we'd go, you got to be kidding me, but okay. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I would have, I don't even know if I would if it would have been a sweat. I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess no disrespect to him, of course, Adam Wainwright, just because you're looking at like the ceiling is probably one more year in baseball. I, I would think. But, but you know, of the of the remaining pitchers. But then again, I don't bet against Wayno anymore. Yeah, so once like, you, whatever, September right? was uh, something else. So Luke Weaver would be the guy. And then you include Carson Kelly, who's blocked. Um, that was something else. And it's so exciting. I wondered this in the moments after that. Mm-hmm. Because again, we're both. It's good that we're both operating off this premise. Because I think a lot of people saw John Mazalock's comments, have heard Bill DeWitt talking, and going, "No, they're saying they're out on it." And I get that. I continue to go back to the thought process that they're not going to say we are in. You know, uh, I don't see what the I don't see what they accomplished there. But he did leave room. He said it's highly probable. You know, I don't think that's a coincidence because when you look at the lineup, you go, "Well, where would they find 
the left-handed bat. Where would the left-handed? I have no idea where the left-handed bat would be. Mustakis. Sure. Okay. I mean, well, that's then, the okay, guy. But then, if you do that, then what happens? Then Carpenter, Carpenter to second, then, or that, and then then you play out the next part. Can get, he play right field? Okay. But, but I mean, either, I, I mean, I'm thinking just so, off the top so, of my head. So I mean, my, my reason for saying that is he can't say we're still out there looking for take your picker, uh, Mustakis, Harper, whatever the case right. might be, because the next move means somebody's gone. That's right. And so they have to be really careful. On top of it, if they don't get them, then that really is a balancing them. act. So, yeah. yeah, so I get the highly probable thing. That's where I'm coming from. Now, they might be out on Bryce Harper. I don't know, but I think they're still in. But it's been what you've been saying from the very beginning, which is to a point, and it might be the point that you're talking about here, where Harper and Boris decide to go, you know, we can make a quarter of a billion dollars here. And then hit the market again, and then again, right, right. You know, and maybe, and part of their due diligence is is maybe saying, flow out, float out these ridiculous numbers, twelve years, and we want you know five hundred million dollars. And the response that they get with certain people they thought might be takers isn't there, and the meetings that they have, and again, we don't know. Maybe right. some of them are, maybe some of them are saying, yeah, we like that, or somebody says, no, we don't. And then they kind of come back and they huddle up and they say, hey, well, here's plan B or here's plan C and, and here's what I got for you or what do you think in here? I mean, all those things are on the table right now and that's how this works. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it is such a game. It, you, I know you love poker and I love the Monday morning scrappy, scrappy utility, utility man. man. Thank and, you. And, I, had, I haven't been able to write one in about four years, but the last one still with you kind of resonated. It did. It did. And I go back and reread it, <laughs> especially the trips from Vegas. When oh, I oh my god, I mean, I, I thought he was on Kings. I, I didn't know he right. was on Aces. And so I would go back and just relive those hands of poker. So that's what this is. It's poker. Uh-huh. It really is in a lot of ways. So if the numbers drop in years, and that was my my, my whole point in what I've been saying is, and I'm not saying it's going to happen because today he could come out and say. Hey, by the way, I've signed with the L.A. Dodgers for 10 years and $500 million. They go, Dan, uh, nice guess, yeah, right? You were right. wrong. But what I'm saying is that can happen. Now, what I find incredibly interesting is that so many people have been talking about uh, Harper, in my mind, and the lack of interest has gone down, at least publicly, from what I read and what I see and when I talk to people in the industry on Machado. And Machado yeah. is right there in player at least in me, uh, when I watch. I mean, he is such a good player, Tim. And people are so down, at least it seems that way, on Machado. And here's the guy that's playing in October, and Harper is not the one that's playing in October. But yet, the guy that doesn't play in October, his value seems to just every day keep going up and up and up. And the other guy that played in October just keeps, like, eh, you're finding ways to pick at him. Yeah. Does I it saw, seem that I way? Saw, I saw John Heyman tweet out, uh, and uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, no, but I saw him tweet out that Machado is going to do a tour of the cities uh, that are courting him. In other words, kind of like a goodwill tour. So I guess yeah. Philadelphia and then take your pick of wherever else I saw this morning. I was watching the MLB Network's coverage from Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. And they included, I think it was Rosenthal. It might have been Heyman. They included Morosi probably Morosi. Was there and... they, they, they included the Brewers as a possible suitor for Machado. And, and really? immediately they went, really, after the Aguilar thing and yeah. the whole thing? And Yelich calling them out and said, I'm just telling you, I think that would make sense for the Brewers for them to be in there. This is, of course, the time of year where people are just tweeting things out that are guessing just to make it look like they're in the know when right. in reality they truly don't know. Um 
I hadn't heard the Brewers and Machado <clears throat> mentioned before. Uh, they hadn't Me mentioned the Cardinals in there. I saw something yesterday. Um, it was the Score app. I don't know if you have. I do. Yeah. All right. Well, they, yeah. somebody on the Score app wrote that their their dark horse for Harper is the Cardinals, and said it makes all the sense in the world. It does the the need for a left handed bat. The only way I don't see how it. I just don't know where what they do with Carpenter and Wong unless they unload Martinez Fowler and. Or they have what Carpenter so playing right that, field. So you you got. So I'm talking about Mustakas. If mean, he goes to oh, third, Moustakis then that means that there's a domino third. effect on what happens at either second or right field. I don't know how there's not. All the other positions at this point are accounted for. Right. I I think Mustakas was the fallback if Goldschmidt didn't work. Okay. I that's I think that's the direction they would have gone. Now that it's happened, I'm not so sure that that would be the play. Um you know, the, the thing that I think is really intriguing, and, and this is advancing the story minus Moustakis, minus Harper, um, is, one, I think that they need to get a left-hander in the bullpen. Oh, yeah. So we've talked about that. And I, I think um, the biggest story right now concerning the Cardinals is where are they with Dexter Fowler? Um, couldn't agree with you more where are they you know where's his health um where are his feet in terms of health um where is he mentally where do the cardinals feel mentally with him um how do they feel about him being an everyday right fielder um if they had to go out and make a deal how comfortable would they deal feel if they had to deal, let's just say, Tyler O'Neill or a Jose Martinez. And I say that because if they did, boy, you better feel really comfortable then with Dexter Fowler because the fallback on, on Dexter would be Tyler O'Neill yeah. and Jose Martinez. And I don't know about you, I certainly like Jose Martinez batting the lineup a lot. I don't know about you, but I could certainly watch Tyler O'Neill play defense. I know everybody loves his home runs and power, and I do too, believe me. But I like watching Tyler O'Neill play defense too. I, 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 Tim, I watch these guys every day, yeah. okay? And I granted, not every fan watches everything. I watch them take BP every day. I watch them take fly balls every day. This guy can play defense too. He's a lot better than I thought. He can run. I watch Dexter Fowler every day, and I saw some things I liked, and I saw some things last year that were – Hard to watch, too. Now, he may have been compromised with his health, and I get that, but um, as my partner Tim McCarver likes to say, it's the big leagues, man, and that means you do or you don't. Yeah. And so I think going right now, as the Cardinals currently are constructed, and again, this is a big week for St. Louis Cardinals baseball, um, I would love to know just where everybody feels and fits in with Dexter Fowler. It's a it's a big question right yeah. now for the Cardinals. It really is. The cat and I have had the discussion uh, over the last week in the Ryan Kelly morning after, and he says, I got to tell you, he goes, I think they really are serious when they say they want to see what Fowler can do next oh, year. Oh, I, I completely agree. And uh, yeah. and I've, I've been operating on the premise that I think they've already met and already said, listen, we're going to try and do this and try and do that. Are you comfortable waving your no-trade clause? Again, this isn't anything anybody's told me to be crystal clear on that. That's just my – that's my theory, and in both you guys, who certainly are, you know, much more in in, well, in touch, so to speak, with yeah. the organization. They, no, they're really going to go with Fowler with the plan B of either Martinez or O'Neill and Wright. I, w I would say this: um, before he got hurt at the end of the year, and this is 
me talking, and this is me as I would like to say a fairly educated guy around the team, but what I observe in, from talking to people, I just felt for whatever reason, and I said this with you not too long ago, um, there was just a disconnect with Fowler in the previous regime with, yeah. with Mike. I, I don't know. Nobody's fault. I don't know why. I just think there was. Um, I do think under Mike Schilt that Mike took Dexter and said, hey, you're going to play every day, and you're going to play against lefties. You're going to play against righties. And remember how much he struggled from the, the one side right. of the plate, but he did hit the grand slam against the White Sox, and it looked like, hey, things are starting to get going a little bit. And I, I think if Dexter's the kind of player that if if you give him that pat on the rear and arm around the shoulder and – Hugs and 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 I think Joe Madden did it perfectly. Dexter, as you go, we go, yeah. and you give him that boost. He's the kind of guy who needs that. Yeah, I think that he thrives on that kind of thing. And if you can do that for him and make him feel that, um, that that he feeds off that. Um, and I think Mike is Mike Schiltz, the kind of guy that will be able to get the best out of him. And that's why, hey, you're in year three of a five year deal that pays him a lot, Tim, and and that's why maybe you let it play out and say, hey, Dexter Fowler has been a good major league player. And his first year in St. Louis wasn't bad. Let's try to get the best out of him with this team. And we've surrounded this him in this lineup that's pretty darn good. You know, we don't need him to be great. We just need him to be okay. And if, mm-hmm. and if he is, we're fine. And mm-hmm. the spotlight's on him, off of him and go play. And I think that's the way Mike Schilt's going to approach him. Now, with him coming back and the fan base seeing what happened last year and was a lightning rod of kind of controversy and, and the thing that, you know, controversy may not be the right word, but the, the spotlight was on him, I think, because of the contract and the things that were said and, and various things that happened. Um, if you can get away from that and he just fits in, then I think it's okay and get through the first month and you move on. If not, gets off to a slow start, yeah. then then it, we're back to square one. And But I think Mike Schilt's the kind of guy because players really do respect him, and a lot of those guys would run through a wall for him because they had him as a manager in the minor leagues, um, that if he if it just gets off to an okay start, it can be a, it can be a good thing. Fair to say if they were to get Bryce Harper, that oh Dexter boy. Fowler is just – it just goes without saying that he's gone. Well, that's a good question. I've thought about it too. If, I don't you, know if you get how, Harper, I, I don't know where he fits. I mean, he I, would I be he would be miserable as a bench player. Yeah, I, I don't know where he would fit. Yeah, you know, you got three years at a lot of money. Um, then and how much of that is a factor in in if they are legitimately interested in Harper? Because that is a part of the. Equation. I know. I, well, I think if you get Harper, that's a deal that you 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 say everything else. Boy. See, I told you Siri likes to go off every once in a while. You did. I, did. I was telling the guys where you he got here. I said, Dan's got a – I think Dan has an iPhone, but neither one of us can figure out his phone. Siri occasionally likes to go off, and she's got her opinion too. Um, I think the Harper deal precludes anything else, with the exception of a lot of guys come off the books. You know what I mean? After this year, like all those other guys that we're talking about, that his deal is separate to that, yeah. Like, meaning that the only thing you say is – we have the space to add whatever it may be that is going to cost us, and you build around that deal. But in terms of what it would mean for Fowler, obviously it means playing time. But I would say this, too. Then it comes into play of what does left field mean going forward? Like you could say Dex will try to find time for you um, in terms of center field as well, maybe. 
um, because Bader is a guy that you know could have some issues against right-handed pitching. I don't think you'd like to say to Dex, "Hey, we're going to play you," you know, a lot in center field. You may see some time in left. And I'm really trying to dance around your question, meaning that I think that that your playing time with Dexter Fowler would be extremely limited, and you'd probably have to find a different avenue. Yeah, and yeah. you're obviously going, to, in my opinion, be eating a lot of money. I see our pinned comment in the Triad Bank viewer uh, chat line on Facebook. Did People I dance around Facebook. that pretty well? I was no, trying no, to do no, my. No, I thought I, thought, I actually thought you answered it pretty directly. Being serious, I, I don't the know. Siri, the Siri thing's going to throw. It did throw me. It actually kind of came up at a good time. <laughs> I mean, because I, I really, to answer your question, Tim. I mean. What what would you do? I, I mean, you're not going to play right field, okay? I mean, I think he's. I think it's this. He's gone. I just don't know how he's not. I I would agree. I, it, and uh, you know, do you? And, then but it you're becomes, just eating so much money, which is you either got to eat it the, yeah. or you you package him with a prospect of somebody that would want him, and say, you know, can you eat X amount of dollars with this this prospect? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some, sometimes how those things work. Um, but there wouldn't be a spot, yeah. you know. There just wouldn't be. No. So I noted uh, in the Triad Bank uh, viewer chat line on Facebook, I know some people are watching on Twitter and some people are watching on Facebook. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this because you've got Siri acting up, but uh, the pinned comment uh, by our uh, producing team of Joe Roderick, uh, Pete Eichels, and uh, Nick Yale uh, is Jason Azeringhausen watching, and he says, this should be good. And, I mean, what, what, what more of an endorsement could we ask for than the – future Cardinal Hall of Famer yes. participating. And from my some people might be like, oh, he's being sarcastic. No, no, no. He really wants to learn about the game and what the organization is doing from us. That's what that's what that means. Oh, you think so? Absolutely. <laughs> is he? Yes, is he? This should be good. I love Izzy. He's one of my favorites of all time. I told him I uh, I am lucky enough uh, I don't know if I've talked with you about this. I'm going to be participating in the Cardinal Fantasy Camp. I heard camp. about this. Yes. And I texted Israel and I said, you think t- facing Bonds was tough? <laughs> <laughs> I got to locker next to Izzy at my uh, fantasy. Well, I've had various fantasy camp experiences. Uh-huh. Um, strong to quite strong? Oh, yeah. You, it's, played, it's, you played the game, though. Now, you'll downplay it, but you still. You oh, play, my God. So what? It still counts. It's, it it's at a higher count. level than me. So college baseball so what the worst as i always say the worst major league player is still one of the greatest <laughs> on the planet <laughs> yeah. okay they're unbelievable and izzy um first of all izzy is one of the strongest human beings i've ever seen on the planet he still hits a ball a mile yeah. and then they had i think they've eliminated this one but they had this thing so you think you can hit a big leaguer right and so izzy gets on the mound and he trudges out there you know and Izzy grabs the ball and you know and gets up there and they've got the gun out there so this is like three or four years ago and they still had the gun working at you know Roger Dean Izzy was still hitting like 94 on the gun with a knuckle curve seriously and I said I I went back into the the clubhouse and I said Izzy I said you should still you know be pitching he's like well you know, I still could get people out. That's not a problem. I mean, of course I get people out. He goes, it's the next day I worry about. I'm sore. You know, so he still could get people out. There's no doubt. But Izzy does, uh, as I said before, does a great job with our young kids, uh, has a very strong opinion, which is what John Moselock loves about Izzy, about mm-hmm. kids uh, on and off the field, and is great in our in our. Uh, in our organization. And so Izzy's down in spring training. He's up and down the minor leagues, yeah. working with the big league guys too. And 
It's awesome to have him in our organization. It's great. He said he's going to throw a breaking ball at my head, watch me bail out, and then the ball come right across the plate, and he'll just sit there and laugh at me. Which said, is oh, pretty great. much what happens. <laughs> yes. I saw Andy Van Slyke. He said, you know, there is a no-slide rule. Uh, are there not not the uh, anti-slide rule at the double play? So I'm coming in. This yes. Is great. This is going to be fun. So I'm oh, out there with a the bullseye. It, you know, it's pretty neat. It's like you see the, the former major leaguers, and then you see, like, um, and some of the guys – well, some of the guys are still really in like great shape, and some of the other guys are not exactly the way you remember them in uniform. But yet you see the mannerisms of how they throw or how they swung the bat or how they ran, and it's like, holy cow, man. Yeah. It's, it takes you back to when they were great players. I know. Larry Walker in right field, still Deacon guys. Uh-huh. You know, Izzy, you know, still throwing the ball 100. Ank is still like doing – and keel things uh, uh-huh. um but it's really cool you'll you'll you will get the biggest kick out of it. you'll enjoy the hell out of it it's i heard fun. i heard there have been some injuries down there too oh yeah <laughs> well that's the thing too is like some guys for the first literally before the first workout they go to stretch and then come in <laughs> to the uh to the uh to go see <laughs> the medical enough. team that's enough that was my first stretch in 20 years i'm good <laughs> and they're done but it's uh joe pfeiffer and his staff do an amazing job yeah he's uh he's been he's a great dude to work with uh your qu- comments are welcome questions are welcome we're up on both periscope and on facebook live it's the triad bank viewer chat line triad bank a great sponsor here of the mattress direct Hot Stove Show, which will be with you all the way up until the start of the regular season. Budweiser presenting. Uh, can our... I, before you read that, can what I? You, uh, yeah, what do you, what do you uh, have going on? This here? is uh, it, uh, from Chris Gardner, who is the one great of my Chris Gardner. Yeah, one of my favorite people in the world. This is the uh, official uh, uh, carte blanche uh, patch. <laughs> yep. And uh, for, I'm going to give a little insight. What do we you? have going here? Well, that's a. Uh, if you ever notice, Chris wears a special blazer, and I told him, I said, if you get me one of these, I will wear this the next slew game. And so, for the next slew game, uh, if you're watching, and you'll you you know people just think I'm wearing a normal blazer. What they will see is the because I am with this movement. I think that all teams should have a cart that brings in the reliever it'll pick up the pace yeah and um I'm, I'm not worried about speed of game i just think it's a great thing <laughs> and so um chris if you're watching i will wear this during the next slew game during the open i don't know how i'm going to get it on here but somehow i'm going to put think it right there right i think there. right there the, yeah, yeah right there i'll That's probably tape it look. on That's a and uh it'll go right there maybe I have my Ray Donovan look going today I with jeans like and that. The, yeah, kind of like that. But um, yeah, that's going to go on the um, <laughs> for the next for the, Millican Telecast. Yeah, be up there. Yeah, so uh, Joe Roderick brought this in me from uh, from Chris, and yeah, that'll that'll be uh, available at all. I'm sure Targets and Walgreens. But um, yeah, that'll be. <laughs> the, thank you, Joe, for bringing that in, and Chris, I appreciate that, and that'll be on the next slew game. That is on Fox uh, that's, Sports uh, that's a sharp thing, and he asked uh, he asked Paul Goldschmidt about it. I, now I didn't see it. I did see it on Twitter, and I uh, again another thing that just makes my city proud, along with MLS, I guess. A <laughs> uh, bunch of questions coming on. We'll uh, make sure that we load them up and then attempt to answer them for you, whether it be on Twitter or Periscope. We have both up. We can take a look, uh, Twitter or Facebook Live, I should say. So feel free to fire away. Uh, I was uh, letting you know about Triad Bank, the sponsor of our viewer chat line here on the Hot Stove Show, presented by. Mattress Direct and all of our winter meetings coverage. 
is presented by Budweiser this week. When there is breaking news, we will be up. We did it uh, last week with Paul Goldschmidt. Hopefully there will be news this week. I expect there to be. Triad Bank is on board with Dan and I, and we're very grateful for their support. They offer a full range of banking services to those commercial client, uh, and that's why we are with Triad Bank. That's where our business is now. We take a relationship-based, consultative approach to banking at Triad Bank, and the clients love the various events throughout the year where they can meet and network with other local business owners. Dan and I had lunch with the great Jim Regna, who you've heard about, how his office is in the bank lobby. Dan can now confirm it. He's seen it with his own eyes. Jim Regna is truly in the bank lobby. He's right there for you. He's online at triadbanking.com, our sponsor of the Triad Bank viewer line. I liked this question because I think you'll have a good insight on this one. We were talking about three names at spring training 10 months ago when we were down in Jupiter. And I'm curious what you think now. Um, who can we look for to be this year? And by that, I mean Hudson, Helsley, and Hicks. And then the next thing you know, one's up with the Major League team in April. Uh, who can we expect to be the potential Jordan Hicks this year, i.e. a young kid that kind of comes out of nowhere to make an impact? And I don't think any of those three would have come out of nowhere, per se, because they were mentioning them. But for Hicks to actually be getting save opportunities within a couple of months, that might have caught people off guard, especially when they signed Holland yeah. in spring training. I'm going Helsley. Helsley, who yeah. was hurt last year. Yeah, for much of it. so I'm going back to him. Um, I saw him a lot in spring last year, um, and so I, I really watched him and the numbers uh, hard in in uh, last summer, and yet hurt a bunch, and they, they did protect him um, a couple weeks ago. And so he's the guy, and I saw him in spring training a lot, Tim, and I thought his stuff was nasty, and I thought he would have been up last summer. And yet, when I would ask more and more about him, Cardinals were kind of mum about, you know, his situation with his arm or his shoulder or elbow, whatever the case was. So they were very protective about him. Um, but he was one of the guys that I thought would come up and be one of these guys. Yeah. Now, would he be closing or setting up or middle relief? I, I didn't know. But I thought he would be the next one of those guys in line with Rosenthal and Martinez and Segrist and Manus and Hicks and – you know, just one of those guys that came through the system and would be effective at some point um, uh, with the club. But I'm keeping a real close eye on Ryan Helsley this spring and, again, throughout uh, the summer. And it's not to say that he couldn't maybe make the club out of spring. We'll see. But because he was injured, kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of back to square one with him, and, and he's the guy that I'd be looking at. And then I'll be really close – watching you know nolan gorman who is a position player but those types of guys that are on the the rise um and were draftees of this last year's class that obviously made an impact you know in the minor leagues that will maybe occasionally get that you know at bat in a big league game Mm -hmm. and, and come up this year but that's why I look forward to seeing um, in spring training and then beyond. This was uh, one that I like, and it's 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 overall baseball related. I'm actually really curious what your answer on this is. Uh, Rob Manfred made reference to the possibility of baseball getting rid limited, of the, the limit, shift. Yeah. What do you think? That just came in on the Triad Bank uh, Twitter viewer line. I don't like it. I, I mean, I, I let it evolve organically. Hit it that's, where they that's ain't. That's where I am. Yeah. Hit it where they ain't. It's part of the game now. I mean, and I was really, I was surprised by that. that well, the other thing is, I am too. And so, not only are they, have they talked about eliminating the shift, but then there's been talk about limiting the shift. And and I don't know how you do that to... Yeah, how do you legislate that? I don't know. I, you know, I've heard 
variations of, well, can you, so let's take a second baseman, for instance. Can you let him go? And they would put, like, I've heard as far as even going, putting markings on how deep the second baseman could go in right field or how far the second baseman could move towards second base and then put a mark there or how far he could move towards the line. Um, I, I don't like that. Mm. I, I, I think you get to a point where the game has evolved and you let it evolve and then the players make the adjustment. I think we always see players adjust. And if you talk to guys in the minor leagues, um, and this is a great point where – oh, thanks, Dan. Uh, but, no, I mean, it was a great point by others made to me. But they – for instance, Tim, I mean, we, we've talked about how much video has been used now in the game of baseball with the major leagues, right? And we saw it more and more incorporated back in the mid-1990s with Chad Blair coming with Tony La Russa. I think that was really when we saw it, um, at least for me, really incorporated with the big league club. And then it just took on a life of its own, and now it's just, you know, guys go to bed with an iPad and they can hit their own at bat, hit tomorrow's starter, and then it just it, – it, it's edited for them to just go boom, 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 mm-hmm. and it, it's very quick. Well, they can get that now in the minor leagues. And and so now that's an advent of yeah. the game that we never saw before and the, the scouting and the charts. Well, my point is is that we're seeing shifts in the minor leagues where we weren't seeing that before. So now guys in the minor leagues are adjusting to hitting against the shift. And then pitchers need to learn to pitch with the shift. So all those things are happening, and then if you just outright eliminate it, I don't think that you do that. I think that the numbers you know, tell you how guys hit, and you have to make the adjustment. And I know hitters don't like to hear that. I'm sure Matt Carpenter doesn't like to hear that, nor does Anthony Rizzo or Joey Gallo and guys that – see probably 90% of their bats at least with the shift, but that's the way the game is played, and the game is always going to have adaptations, and it's up to, to the players to make the adjustment. And I, the, the thing that concerns me with the game of baseball, um, but I, I'm going to make this point, and I think it's something that we need to do as a industry, is we talk about speed of the game, we talk about this, and we talk about that. The health of the game, though, is awesome. Like, we're, we're seeing unbelievable revenues. We're seeing unbelievable ratings on local TV packages. The Cardinals were number one this year on Fox Sports Midwest. And instead of always talking about these negative things, there are some great things happening with the game. And, and I, I just always am hearing the negatives about what's wrong with the game, and I think sometimes we're not talking enough industry-wide, and I mean at the highest levels, whether it be with the commissioner or our GMs or our president of baseball operations or our broadcasters, me included, and saying, man, there's some great things going on with the game, and why aren't we talking about the, the really positive things? And, yeah, the, the ratings may not be great on the World Series or the playoffs, but, man, our local TV ratings, which are the people that are in St. Louis and in Cincinnati's and in these – local markets that become the fabric of those communities. Why aren't we talking about that? Mm-hmm. I think we get away from some of the, the really positive things with the game that are, are growing at a, a huge rate, and we never talk about those things. Yeah, well, the interest level is certainly there. Uh, people are jammed into uh, both of uh, our Twitter and uh, Facebook Live platforms asking all kinds of questions regarding the winter meetings. We thank Budweiser for being our sponsor of our winter meetings coverage. Anytime there's breaking news, uh, we will be uh, live with you and taking your questions 
throughout the course of the week. We expect the Cardinals to certainly be active. Whether or not they do a deal, we imagine we'll hear plenty of them being involved in a variety of deals. We should mention, by the way, Billy Hamilton. Uh, to the Royals. Yeah, signed with Kansas City. I loved when you brought him up as a possibility last week. Oh, I loved that. I, I knew it probably wasn't going to happen, yeah. but it's fun to talk about. I thought Billy Hamilton uh, would have been, and, and probably what Billy and his representative, uh, representatives are saying, we want a chance to reinvent ourselves. One-year deal would be great. Want to be a starter. We're not at a level to be a, a bench guy, and he'll get that chance in Kansas City. But that happened today. Uh, David Bell did speak to the media um, first time, I guess, to the national media um, in a collective setting, and he talked about Mike Schilt. He did say that Mike and I have become great friends, and I think Mike will do a great job. It should be a, a fun competition between the two teams. Cincinnati, to me, is an interesting bunch if they get any pitching and what they might do uh, in the winter meetings, but they do need to get pitching. Mm-hmm. Um and at some point, uh, Mike Schilt and John Mosaylock and Mike Gersh will all address um, the uh, the the assembled media there. So they'll we'll have news of coming out with that too, and if they make any signings or trades. But you're going to start hearing a lot of news coming out of the various yeah. uh, rooms that they essentially. What happens here at the winter meetings is that. Moises Rodriguez, who is part of the, the Cardinals team, Randy Flores, who is an assistant GM, Mike Gersh, the GM, John Mosellock. I mean, they are all dispersed, meeting with agents, meeting with other teams. And, I mean, it is all day. And these guys literally will be meeting at, you know, midnight, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then getting back up, having yeah. breakfast, and starting it all over and then again. And away they go again. And away they go again. And that's how this works. We will be uh, standing by anytime there is news uh, ready to go. So make sure that you follow the Hot Stove Show on Twitter and follow our page on Facebook as well. It's all presented by Mattress Direct. Mattress Direct, the presenting sponsor of the Hot Stove Show with me and Dan here all the way through spring training. And we are uh, Mattress Direct clients ourselves i've got a new one coming dan i got a new one coming i need one and mattress direct pat and his staff are going to be the ones that i am going to get it through they are certified sleep specialists they don't work on a commission they make it easy to find the right mattress in three simple steps they're local sleep specialists working at a local factory direct showroom making local products is better for the economy and the environment if you don't have to truck them across the country they're fresher for less farm to table. It's Mattress Direct. They're online at stlmattressdirect.com. Great buys from the local guys. When you can get the guaranteed lowest price up front, you can focus on what's important, getting a great night's sleep. And everybody knows how different the world is if you get a good night's sleep versus a night where you just can't fall asleep or you wake up and you can't fall back asleep. That used to own my life. No more. It's stlmattressdirect.com. Mattress Direct, the presenting sponsor of the hot stove show i'm curious i asked you this last week i don't know if anything has changed i would say it's clear now machado's not going to but are you of the opinion that either one of harper machado sign at the winter meetings this week i would say uh of the two i'd go harper okay only reason i say that is because it's in vegas and you can make the splash here now a lot of times with these meetings um this the framework is set here um and the reason I say if I was going to go one or the other, I would say Harper before Machado because I think Machado is maybe, and you address this. He's going to go on a tour. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got to meet with some owners and maybe calm the waters and say, hey, I'm here to 
you know, tell you I'm a, a good guy, good a citizen. I'll be great in the community. I'm not the guy stepping on ankles, and I will hustle for you. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think some of the owners want to hear that from him face-to-face. At least if I own the team, I would. Yeah. I'd want to meet with him. And if I was making a $300 million investment, I would want to do that. I mean, after what took place with some of this stuff. Um, and I'd want Nelly. I'd want Nelly with my meeting with Bryce Harper, and <laughs> I would certainly want uh, to have Real Housewives of St. Louis with uh, Andy our, Cohen. Our put that out on on yeah. the. Uh, I don't know if that's is, is, is that we able to pull that up. It's on uh, but, Twitter at yeah. Andy. He's got the best Twitter handle going. Uh, at Andy is his Twitter handle. He put it out there too. Yeah, yeah. That, that he uh, made. He just he made wanted, a plea for wants... Bryce Harper in St. Louis along with Nelly. What do you think? You know the Goldschmidt thing. Um, I thought as we talked about. I don't know if reinvigorated the fan base. I always think Cardinal fans are fired up and we're regional where it's a city thing, but it's a, it's a regional fan base. But I thought they went nuts over it and, and the excitement is palpable. If you got Harper, this place would go oh bananas. God. Oh my God. Well, baseball would. And that's, that's what I yeah. think John, well, John Heyman wrote this too. Like the only place where you're hearing that the Cardinals are, and they're not even saying that they're out. They're just saying probably, uh, this is the lineup that we have, which again I get. Uh, but John Heyman said they would become a super team. You know, I mean, if you had that in there, Mike, pretty God. good. Oh, pretty good. I mean, that would be something else. Yeah, and what that would do. I mean, for the the club, and it would put to rest. I would like to think once and for all, although I would have thought that it's not really been on the table anyway. That the organization isn't willing to spend money. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you go out and get yeah. Bryce Harper. That that ends it. And then you know, <clears throat> then you go out and get your lefty. Um, if you know, I, I'm still, I'm. I would love to get with Mo and Gersh and say, you know, if currently constructed, where's Austin Gomber in your plans? You know, is Austin Gomber? Do you feel that you have to have a lefty in your starting five? I mean, mm. I think ideally most GMs or managers or presidents of baseball operations would say ideally if it would fall into everything falls into the right place you'd love to have one lefty in your rotation just because when and especially in the central when you're facing Votto or Gregory Polanco or Rizzo or some of these teams that do have very good lefties now that begs the question what about your bullpen you got to have a lefty that can get those guys out where is Gamba right now is, is he as good as some of these guys that we're talking about? You know, if he's not in your rotation, are you comfortable with him getting those guys out in your bullpen? He's good. Mm-hmm. His his curveball is really good. That's what got him to the big leagues. Where is he? Could he be those guys? Is he good enough to be those guys? you think guys? they're thinking that way? Well, I think, I mean, he showed that he could pitch in the big yeah, leagues. But so, thinking about putting him in that kind of specialist role? If he's not in your, I mean, if he's not in your rotation, then why waste him? At so the, the question would be, who are you? Would you be wasting him down in in Memphis, or do you feel that if he's not in your starting rotation, are you better off taking him down in Memphis and building him up every, you know, making sure that he's stretched out in case a guy goes down? You know what I mean? Or are you better off putting him in your bullpen? I mean, that's something to yeah. think about. Those are. These are the things that you have to be thinking about now, you know, as you go and prepare for spring training. You know, I mean, they're going to say, hey, all these guys are going to start in spring training throwing bullpens. Well, you do that for, 
uh, a week, and then Tim, games start. Yeah. I mean, the first game is like February. They're they're going to report the 11th to the 12th, and the first game is like the 21st. Right. So you got 10 days. Right. Right. At that point, you got to start thinking, where are we? Because you know certain guys are in your starting five. Well, for that for by that time, you know, let's say three of them are cemented, right? You have to get them on a pattern every fifth day to open up the season in late March. Yeah. That cannot be negotiated. So the other two, how are you going to piggyback them or how are you going to do this right? Where are they going to fit in you know, split squads? That's that's something you got to be thinking about yeah. right now. Yeah. So where is Gomber? Where's Alex Reyes? So, again, here's another question. If Alex Reyes is in your rotation, he's not going to get 200 innings. You can't do that. Yeah. It's not fair to him. So what are you internally as a Cardinal organization front office guy saying? 150 innings, maybe. Uh, if he's not in your rotation, can you bring him back back-to-back days? I don't know. Can you get him to 150 as a starter? Maybe. You know, these are things you have to think about, too, because you got to be very careful with him. So a lot of these things, I, I get it. They Granted, they kind of play themselves out, and they answer those questions as you go along. But these are things that you got to think about, too, as you look at Britton, as you look at Miller, yeah. as you look at others, as you think about trades, you know, I mean – it's complicated. It's not as easy as sitting, you know, you know, as you play in fantasy baseball and saying, I want that guy for this guy. Those are things that you think about going forward, too. Your uh, thoughts are welcome. Triad Bank viewer line. This one, uh, I like the question, except I just disagree with the premise of it. Uh, it's in the Triad Bank viewer line on Twitter. <clears throat> Why did the Cardinals want to take on Stanton, prospects, and money, but seem to say no on Harper? And then a gentleman is arguing with this gentleman, saying they didn't say no yet, bud. And then the gentleman <laughs> responded, sure did, bud. And then he responded, LOL. And I'm like, oh, this is sweet. It's kind of like going back to the message board culture, and it's happening right here on our program. It's great. Thank you, Roland. It is wonderful. Uh, My answer to the question is exactly uh, what uh, the response was. I just wouldn't say it that way, which is Dan and I are both of the opinion the Cardinals are still in on Harper. Um, And I think a number of people think that as well. John Heyman wrote it. We were referencing the Score app yesterday where a gentleman wrote about it. Uh, that they are in on Harper. Who are the three? You know, I was looking at it, uh, like I said, Dan, I was watching the MLB Network coverage. The White Sox keep being brought up. The Phillies keep being brought up. The Yankees. And now the one that I always thought it was going to be, uh, then I thought it was going to be the Cubs, and now I'm off the Cubs thing. Uh, But going back a year or two, the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, uh, per Tim Brown and Jeff Passan, I believe, reported that they went to meet with Harper in Vegas uh, and initially, Magic Johnson was reported to have been at the meeting. He still has equity in the Dodgers, but he was, he's running the Lakers now. And then he right. made it clear that he is not. Uh, he was not at the meeting, and, and the theory is because the, the Lakers aren't doing really well, and it wouldn't look good if he's going and meeting with Bryce Harper while the Lakers. They've turned it around, though. They are making a Sunday charge. That's right here they come. So the point is, they have met with him. I always kind of thought that might make sense. It's only three hours, depending on traffic, away from Las Vegas. And he can be there. They are. They've been so close the last couple of years. Maybe they're in an all-in mode themselves. What do you think about those teams that I listed there with regard to Harper? Dodgers, Phillies, Yankees, and then the one that kind of surprises me, but kind of getting in the mix with all these things, are the the South Side of Chicago. Well, uh, first of all, the White Sox um, have been built and gutted to get to this free agency right. period. So that that would be one that would not surprise me. Same with the Phillies. 
money to spend with their TV contract. That would not surprise me. Also, if Harper would go in that ballpark, he might hit 100 in one year. I mean, ball just flies there, and he can hit it the opposite way and and be scary what he could do. I'd also say the same – you never count out the Yankees, I think, in any type of scenario like this. Nor with the Dodgers change at the level of building their team. Um, Back-to-back years, World Series, haven't won since 1988. Uh, They're – president of baseball operations goes and runs now the the Giants and a different guy atop may want him they've got money they could do it I still and I understand the comments that have come out and over the weekend saying well we made our best offer to Bryce Harper and and that's it ah yes I still will go back to Nationals that's where you've been you have Uh, been on this hand from the beginning I look it's an iconic player um and again, I understand the comments that have been made, but I, I always go back to this. It's an iconic player drafted and developed there. Um, those are hard to, to come by, and there's hard to say goodbye to. You know what I mean? And those doors of communication between Mike Rizzo and Scott Boris will probably always stay open because Mike Rizzo has signed a lot of his players, and a lot of times it, it that those conversations happen with. Get the best deal you can, but always keep us in mind and let us make a final offer mm-hmm. or let us hear what's happening. And and there's a respect factor there, too. Like, hey, you, you, you paid our guy a lot of money. We owe it to you to come back to you with a final response, you know, and and I think those things happen out of respect. So and again, I always say this, too. I think the Cardinals are just laying in the weeds, letting see what happens. And I don't count the Cardinals out either. So. Again, as I, I, I'm laying the case out for everybody, I just think anything's on the table at this point. Uh, you are welcome to give your thoughts. This one, to, uh, guys, what do you think of the Fangraphs Craig Edwards tweet about the Cardinals payroll declining since 2004? Not saying they're cheap, but this, could this be setting up for Harper? You disregard the, the, the payroll thing. Uh, Cardinals have been, I think, aggressive in payroll. I think the Cardinals spend money. Um, you call me a homer. That's fine. I well, really, I, I, and, I, and I don't call Cardinal games, and I'm, I'm quite confident they're not interested in me calling Cardinal games, and I reject that premise, and it's the one thing. I, I can't really comment on it because I didn't see it. So Yeah, I mean, I, well, I saw it, but I mean, I honestly, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I did see people talking about it, and it was compared. It was adjusted for 2018 dollars, and that's an important part there because obviously the dollars in yeah. 2004 are different than 2018. Um, but I just, I am of the, the premise and it bothers some people, but I am of the premise that the way that they have operated, which is why what Mazalok said, Derek Gould is so interesting to me that they have been so conscious of making sure that they don't leverage themselves for one year that they could be sitting there at the end of 2019, where they are acknowledging now they are making a move on 2019 going, Oh man, we're in trouble for 2020. I mean, this has been such a run that, um, I think I think oftentimes it's underappreciated in some in a wing of the fan base, not the fan base, but to have a run of competitive baseball every September. It's unbelievable. And, and include world championships and pennants and a bunch of division titles and a number of NLCS yeah. and NLDS. It's just it's unreal. But that's why what da- Derek Gould reported, Mazalok said to him, uh, Dan, this weekend in Sunday's post dispatch about, yeah, we got to acknowledge we are in a sense all in on 2019. Yeah. That is that's stepping out of the comfort zone that they have been in for the last X amount of years. Well, first of all, I didn't see um, 
I didn't see Craig's post. I didn't I didn't read it, so I can't comment on it. Um, I don't know the amount of deferrals that they have going back to Edmonds, Roland, Pool. I don't know. I mean, I can't. It's their business. They run it. All I know is they've been competitive. Um, they run a good business. They run a healthy business, uh, and they they win an awful lot. I know that. And you know, I've seen the Cubs gut retool, Houston gut retool, and a lot of teams gut and retool, and they haven't had to do that. Um, and still, every year, find themselves competitive. You know been awfully spoiled here with pretty good baseball for a long long run um so to me it's hard to to knock the business model and again i you know i know fans may knock me for it and say well you're a homer and you do their games and that's fine but but i mean the model's been pretty good like i said i i have nothing to do with calling the games and you know it's just an honest opinion it's what we think i mean we we talk about when there aren't cameras on us hey uh design air are the studios uh sponsor here on the hot stove show uh, our title sponsor is Mattress Direct. All our winter meetings coverage is presented to you by Budweiser and Design Air Heating and Cooling. Didn't Seth? Uh, Seth, I know th- he was. Gonna Seth come was the- over on Friday. He was over on Friday. So here's the deal: he br- he comes over, brings a technician over, corrects a problem that I had at my house, and you had then, something going on. Yeah, had a problem there, corrected that, then went up to the boss, who's my wife, and then that corrected a bill. So, Seth, thank you for everything you do Look for at us Seth. at uh, Design He's Furnaces and Finances. Yes. Well, That's a new tagline. Furnaces, Furnaces and, and finances. Oh, yep. correct both. With alliteration. It's <laughs> no. such a win. It's such a win. So, Seth, uh, at Design Air Heating and Cooling, That's right. thank you very, very much for coming over on Friday and uh, hooking us up. We really appreciate it. Online it was awesome. designairservice.com for those of you interested for real. I mean, the work. It was unbelievable. Here, they're so good. He runs a really good business. Hey, this one came in. Derek Gould mentioned this on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. I don't know if, if you have thoughts on it. Thoughts on Alex Reyes as a closer. Seems like a giant possibility, which is what he needs to be. Anyway, and Derek said on the radio show that, in his opinion, that could be a sleeper candidate for closer in 2019. I'll be interested when we get to spring training how they use him, number one, and if it's feasible in back-to-back games. Now, the reason I bring that up, I think they're going to handle him with kid gloves because of everything he's had. Now, what I've been told uh, is that he has had a normal offseason. He has been told to train as if he's – supposed to have a normal offseason, Tim, and go into spring training as if he's trained with a normal offseason. And then when the pitchers roll out in front of your picnic table on you know, whatever day that is, he's supposed to be just one of the guys. So if that's the case, um, and if we're told that's the case, then I would think the kid gloves, while they may be treated that way with kid gloves, him – um, if that's the case, though, then he should be able to be treated as a starter, middle reliever, setup guy, closer. Um, and, and let me tell you, if he's a closer, he'll be filthy. Yeah. If he's a starter, he's filthy. This guy is a weapon that no one is talking about. And if you can get him back and he's back to where he's supposed to be, this guy's awesome. I'm telling you, I've been saying it. I know I'm put, I'm hitching my – you know, my bandwagon is on this guy. He's that good. Yeah. Um, I just, man, I just hope he stays healthy because he could be an absolute weapon out of the pen or in the rotation. But it goes back to the question we're talking about. If he's in your rotation, you're not going to get 200 innings out of him. Cardinals are going to make sure that doesn't happen. They don't want to overuse him. So are you better off then out of the bullpen where you can manage the innings? Mm-hmm. But then it becomes 
can you go back to back or three out of four right. or three out of five? You got to be really, really careful on how you use them. So those are all questions that'll be answered, I'm sure, in spring training. Yeah, and a lot will have to do with what they wind up accomplishing this week in Las Vegas. Dan and I will be on standby anytime there is big news. We will be ready to go. That is all courtesy of our sponsor for the winter meetings coverage, which is Budweiser. We are very grateful for them reaching out, Mike Kunderman and his staff, on board with what we do here at the Hot Stove Show presented by Mattress Direct. And so we will be ready anytime there is news. Derek Gould's out there. The Cat's out there. Klaibs is out there. Chris Raby's out there. Ben Fredrickson's out there. And you can catch him on Scoops with Danny Mac every Friday. Uh, so we are looking forward to catching up with those guys throughout the course of the week. If and when the Cardinals make a move, we will be on it here on the Hot Stove Show throughout the week. Normally we're doing one show a week. This week we are doing a bunch of them. And we uh, just ask you to follow us at the Hot Stove Show on Twitter or on our Facebook page. Thank you to Mattress Direct. Thank you to Design Air <clears throat> Heating and Cooling. Thank you to Triad Bank and to our presenting sponsor of the Winter Meetings coverage, Budweiser. We will be in touch with everybody throughout the week. Make sure you're following the social media accounts. And we'll look forward to seeing you again at the latest tomorrow afternoon.